I held a door for a, a lady today. And she was like, oh, thank you. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode, 234, is entitled Real Ones. What makes up a great, what makes a great friend? Uh, what is it that sets them apart from all the others? Why does it matter? We'll be talking about that at the table this evening. So pull up a seat and join us. First time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Or watch us live or later at youtube.com forward slash lunchtime in Rome. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. And while there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media. And it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime, lunchtime in, in Rome. 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 Hey, we're all here, everybody. Hey. Uh, um, um, oh, hi, Eric. How are uh, you? Uh, 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 for everybody that's not watching live, which is probably 99.9% of you, Eric walked away, and so we're trying to... Chris isn't here again, but he'll be with us uh, next podcast, though we're off next week. We are off next week. Yes, because Eric will be in the Big Apple. That's right. That's not right. Brian, much as we know. No, no. <laughs> Uh, and when I go out there, I'm not really in the Big Apple. No, anyways. you're Big Apple adjacent. They call it the BAA. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the old Big Apple on the, adjacent. On the LI. Oh, yeah. No hey, guys. Li- that's no lie. That ain't no lie. And that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. That was the real ones. That was it. That's it, baby. <laughs> uh, good to see you guys. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to get a shirt that says, uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a t-shirt company. Ah, uh, we should. Kodo can print them. Oh, cool. You get a printer? Yeah. Big one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he told me about this whole other business he wants to start. He wants to get into all this like screen printing and stuff like Made that. Made of ice? He told me, he's like, you need to go back to Pittsburgh and find a shop that wants to sell. Like, I want to keep the employees and all the equipment, but like they want to sell. And then I just want to do, I just want to make, uh, I'm like, man, okay. I didn't do that, but <laughs> I didn't look for a place. But. I also didn't give him a good routing system yet, so. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but anyways. That's good comfort. That's why I'm not going to be in the Big Apple. Yeah, I am. I don't know why. But, yeah, I mean, I you know, I I don't really have an update. No. It's the same. You yeah. know, you guys have heard week over week. Second you know, verse, same just, as a first verse, only worse. Yeah, we're just, we're getting through it. You know, a lot going on. Uh, My mother was a prophet, was she not? When she said, honey. I just can't. Just get, Well, there's that. I just can't. <laughs> but also, you know, when people would say to her in the grocery store, like, have a nice day, she'd say, you mean get through it? <laughs> that And man, that is exactly where I am right now. Because right. I've had interactions with people. Like, I held a door for a, a lady today. And she was like, oh, thank you. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't say that, but like in my head, like, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> That's that. Oh gosh, that is so absolutely wonderful! Wow, 
Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so I want to hear from you guys. We can revisit the full cup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my full so, cup. I got a full cup. You have a full cup that is shrinking. <laughs> the cup itself is yeah. It's in the microwave and it's made of styrofoam. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So for me, um, and it's actually part of the podcast tonight. I've had just a run of great lunches, you know, starting mm. last Wednesday. And I'll talk about it more when we get into the topic. But even today, I met with a guy that came to the pasta dinner mm-hmm. at our church. Uh, we have events, Brian, at our church really? uh, from time to time to bless the community. And we had a, it was so funny. It was called the spaghetti dinner. And I'm like, don't call it that. And mm-hmm. he was like, why? I'm like, because that's a fundraiser and it's mm-hmm. cheap. Mm-hmm. Pasta. Now that's something. Mm. And this family came and he graduated. He remembered Rachel from when he was in junior high school. I believe it could be high school. And she was interpreting. So this is pre-Joe wow. being born. Well, so this isn't the story about... The guy that was so amazed that we had it, and then... Well, the the, the guy that delivered Joe. And no, the, the that's a, I could tell that all. story. That was a dinner, not a lunch. Yeah, and it was not a spaghetti. That was no, a Buffalo were, Wild Wings. That was Buffalo Wild Wings Anyways, late night. But anyhow, so this guy came to know the Lord, and he's back in Penn Hills, and he wants to plant a church, and he's working for a church in Westview, but they want to plant a church in Penn Hills. And we had lunch today and it was just another example of like, <laughs> you're like, we got one already. No, that's, <laughs> yes, but no. Yeah. No, I know. Um, <laughs> so I've just had a good run of, of good meetings and, you know, and like this afternoon, the guy that there's a guy who has played our course as much as anybody else, but he most often plays the four holes up top. Yeah. And he works for round. edible arrangements. Oh, and yeah. so when he's done delivering, <gasps> just that's why that van is there sometimes. Yeah. Okay, I've seen his My van. My man Reed. <laughs> All right. I just swing by and throw some discs. Yeah, and he yeah. just throws. That's pretty and cool. uh it was kind of cool because he had lost his penguins prodigy putter. Oh yeah. And mm. I of course went and found it for him. But then it's been crappy weather. And so today he texted me that he was gonna be up there. So I went up and I just got a uh mystery box, no a uh, subscription box from Foundation Disc Golf. Oh, cool. Once a month. And it had two prodigy putters in it, which I don't need one prodigy putter. Mm-hmm. But it was really nice. So I went up and he gave me three discs and I gave him his nice. penguins one back and his new one back. And we just talked and it was like That's awesome. I've just had a good run of Building relationships. There was another one recently, and I can't think of it. Oh, well, yeah, the Buffalo Wild Wings thing mm-hmm. that I'm coaching. The volleyball team. Yeah, I'm yeah. coaching a volleyball team, and I took Rachel with me to dinner, and it turns out the one guy, his father delivered Joe, and, and Rachel's quote was, oh, I know your father, and he knows me. <laughs> and uh, Maybe you shouldn't wear the rings. Yeah, don't wear the <laughs> rings. Well, the exact quote was, let's go there. And I, Here's how disciplined I've gotten. <laughs> I did not say this at the table with uh, them. Yeah. But she said, I think the epidural's wearing off. I think the epidural's wearing off. And the guy's not very good with his bedside no. demeanor. Uh, we know this guy too. Yes. And uh, he's like, no, it's not. It's not. That's not possible. And Rachel goes, four fingers. Four. <laughs> <laughs> that was presently what he was employing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Good times, good times, good times. And then I made him laugh. And then the next year or two years later, when Bella was born, he wasn't there, but the midwife was. And I mentioned that I made him laugh. She goes, you made him laugh? She goes, you might be the funniest person on earth. I was like, thank you. And Rachel's like, can somebody pay attention to me? So, nah, I mean, it's all good. We're trying to muck and grind through life. I'm watching a lot of people struggle and I do what I can. And when I can't, I move on. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. 
Uh, That's hell of a comfort right there. You joined me in that emotion, didn't you? Cool. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. That's why I should be part of Grief Share. We were talking before about grief share and that's where people go to share their grief and talk yeah. about things. Yeah. Um, I don't know how good I'd be. <laughs> You'd be better than you I would. Think. I know I would, I would rise to the occasion. Um, kind of back in the swing of things after a month and a half month of, uh, just kind of like a blitzkrieg to start the year. Yeah, so like when do you have to go back up? Cause you, you're gonna have to go back up, but TBD. Okay. To be determined. That's cool. That's what that means. Good. Um, yeah, because it, it's really just what's the pulse of the project right now? Do I need to put my face, you know, right. give some face time in there? Um, today was a really good day. We accomplished a lot. There was a lot of good things that we rolled out that are going to make a, a, um, a short and longer term difference. Turning into a Jetta GT, maybe? Oh. No. Just, no, still, no, just it's a still, Jetta. It's still just New a tires. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Not <even>. It's running. It's yeah, it's running. And so we're not necessarily what we gave them today is we kind of took our hands off of having to push it out the door in the morning. Mm, okay. So it's kind of more running itself now. It started but, without being jump started. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But um I was talking to my guy Peric about the you know intermediate future and what we really want to deliver by summer and I, i'm really really excited about it mm. from what he sees his innovations that he's bringing to it and that you know i told i told lex after the after the call it's like that's what i was looking for when i first started months this. ago yeah when i first started this was like you know kono and i are kind of coming into this with a certain mindset about it like we we like we've used a certain thing a certain way for so long and then we had an idea of like what we wanted to do, like how we wanted to innovate. And it just, but then, and then I went to the, you know, with this, the company that I'm working with for, um, was hoping that they would say, okay, great. And here's how we're going to innovate that. And that part never really happened until and, now, until today. Wow, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was really exciting. It was like it, you know, it, it, that's what I, I've, I've been waiting to hear stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Um, but I took Abby to, she's been doing a volleyball camp. Yeah. Camp yeah. or club? Um, well, it's it's an eight-week run. She's on her, I think this is actually going to be this coming Saturday. So it's sort of like a prep camp. Yeah, something. For a club program. Yeah, and our, our friend Corey, who sits at the table here mm -hmm. from time to time. McGowan. Yeah, Corey McGowan. Professional volleyball player. I was going to say, she's, she's on a team. Yeah, yeah, she was one of the ones, I, I believe, that put it together. She, um, I don't think she's been there when Abby's there, but I think she helped to organize this thing. But it's across town. Um, and Convenient. It's, it, it's actually not bad. Like okay. it, It's on a Saturday. And daddy daughter oh, car Saturday. time. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, it's, it's, it's up like... You know, Avalon and Ben Avon, and you know, you, yeah. you go across 65 and Avonworth, kind of. Yes, that's what go. I meant. Um, up that way, I wasn't so, correcting you, I was just asking. Yeah, that's yeah, right. no, that's where it is. This isn't that she did a one for, with Pitt, at one she of, did one with Pitt yeah. over the summer. Yeah, it's like not the, the same thing. And the, no, okay. Um, this is, I, th I think, somehow Pitt's involved in this. Nah, it's called Pittsburgh Elite. There's a lot of crossover well, coaches. Pitt, Pittsburgh, sure. Pitt, Pitt is in Pittsburgh. I, um, I stand corrected. But not the University of. Uh, it's hard to say. 
I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I thought I did. Yeah. Uh, but no, it is nice daddy daughter time. Except I have to drop her off. Like parents aren't really allowed to sure. stay. So um, there's a Starbucks right back up the street that I've gone in the past couple of times. I've taken her, worked, you know, but uh, but it, it's been a nice nice ride back and forth. Um, nice time to have with her. Um, she's really really liking it. She's really really liking volleyball. Yeah, I talked to her for like 20 seconds about it the other day. Yeah, she's re- I asked, asked her where the bruises are showing up. Yeah, but she's liking volleyball to the point. Uh, where she, we were talking last night, and she's already thinking about next year. She's like, I don't know if I want to do the musical. She's doing the musical this year, um, the the middle school musical this year. Um, but then next, and, but she can't do volleyball for the middle school this year because they don't do it for sixth grade. Correct. So next year she'll be in seventh grade to be able to play volleyball. But she's already thinking, I don't know if I want to do the musical and volleyball because that's going to be a lot. And if I have to choose one, I'd rather choose volleyball because I like it so much. Yeah, man, I appreciate that she's already thinking about that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I think she's already thought about um, what house she's going to buy. On the moon. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) She's kind of, you know, just so self-aware. But uh, so, you know, that's that's been nice. It's been healthy. It's been cool to see her really get engaged with something like a team sport, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a thing. Um, so uh, overall, I, I guess just glad to be back and glad to be. I feel like I'm starting to get caught up on sleep again because, um, man, it was like I just I I, I, I was just felt like I was having an out of body experiences the whole time. Yeah. Like this past And the month. sleep you got, you weren't. No, it wasn't sleep. No. It was you're like your mind's just always on. It's, sure. You know, it's it's not it's not the rest you need. Um so here's uh, a question I have. Yeah. You're dealing with Peric. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking about at church, there's a kid in Franklin Regional who wants to start a music and meals ministry uh, ministry, because he's not a Christian, but program for kids at Linton in the elementary school at the church. And his name is Prem. Prem. So we got Peric, mm-hmm. Prem. What Indian type P person are you dealing with, Eric? Uh there's Priya. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. And there's another guy at my work that Peric is bringing on hmm. named Sem. And he's Russian. Ooh, I don't have any Russians. Got any Russians? No. All right, it's not a theme yet. I was extremely <laughs> excited to meet him the other... Well, not excited to meet him, but when he, when he was telling me he was Russian, I was like, oh! Like, in my mind, as he's, as he's telling me about himself, because um, I'd never met him, I'm like, all right, we're going to be able to talk hockey. And then I was like, so, do you like hockey? He's like, no, I don't, I don't really follow hockey. I'm like, oh, man, screw you. You said, hi, I'm Brian. He goes, Sam. You went, your name's Brian? He goes, no. He goes, what's your name? Sam. That's Brian? No. You're like, what are we doing? <laughs> Maybe. Well, before we go that far, uh, we do want to thank Mary Lynn mm-hmm. and newlywed Ashley. Nope. Fiance right. Ashley. Mm. Newly engaged Ashley for sitting at the head of the table if you, and also breaking 90. If you go to uh, lunchtimeinrome.com and become a paid subscriber, you too can sit at the head of the table and enjoy all the perks. And soon we're going to get you to know what all the perks perks are. are. And Brian, you don't know this, but Mary Lynn and Denise Hoffman 
had a very long meeting about how to support the podcast and support the table. That's and what they had I'm some talking great about. Ideas, yes. And they put a lot of thought and they're going to be putting a lot of effort into it. And I have to officially run it past you guys now that you're back in town. But it's it's a real humbling and neat idea. I am excited to hear about that. That yeah. is humbling to that somebody would it's even amazing. consider doing that. I'll tell you what they are. Real they ones. are friends. They're a couple of real ones. Yeah. That's mm. what they are. And I don't know why that phrase stuck in my head. It started last week when I had lunch Wednesday with Troy from church. And he is somebody that moved away a little over a year ago. And then Thursday, I met with Mike Hatch, who I had uh, mentored as a, he was a volunteer leader and I was on staff with Young Life. And I mentored him 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he came to Trey's funeral, but other than that, I haven't seen him at all. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, I met with Jace, who you both know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, they're all my guys. Mm-hmm. Three different stages of life, three different. I have lunch with Jace once a month. Mm-hmm. I saw Mike 12 years ago, <laughs> you know, and Troy left the church 18 months ago to move to Iowa. It's not the same consistency <laughs> of friendships, but they're three guys who I would say, man, they're real ones. Like if mm-hmm. I needed something in yeah. a given moment. Yeah. I mean, Troy would hop in his car and drive here. Yeah, in a moment's notice. Yeah, you know, he's a unique. And Mike, individual. I did. I wouldn't have listed Mike as a real one or one of my guys for a while. Just I wouldn't have thought of him. Mm. But when we had lunch, I'm like, see, there he is. Yeah, like we're same page. We're everything else. We've been through the same things. And I thought, man, I want to focus on what a real one is mm-hmm. because it definitely. And I don't have definitive answers per se. Yeah. I want to sort of discover tonight mm-hmm. as we go, is there a theme? Is there a pattern? Is there a whatever? There's a a video on Instagram where a guy says, you know, you've got friends, mm-hmm. but do you have a 3 a.m. friend that mm-hmm. you can call at 3 a.m.? And it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what you need. They're up. They're out. They're dressed before you even ask. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Joey Diaz, formerly of Sopranos and many other things, mm-hmm. um, if you are a weak minded if you don't like swearing I, I encourage you to listen to some joey diaz he's got very <laughs> colorful language but he said you don't need a bunch of friends you just need a couple of mother efforts mm-hmm. he goes you and a couple of mother efforts can cause a revolution on a weekend <laughs> yeah well there's i think the one you there was one you sent within the past month or two or something where it's like, <laughs> all right, like you're up. I, I'm loading my gun. We're gonna go bury this body or something like that. Well, there's the one where the it's a uh, not Matt Damon but Ben Affleck, and a guy goes up to him and he goes, "Listen, mm-hmm. I need you to come with me. We're gonna hurt some people, and you can't ask any questions." <laughs> and he looks up and he goes, "Whose car are we taking?" <laughs> Is that the one? Those are real ones. No, it's a different one. Yeah, but. Yeah. So I might have made it up in my head. Now that I think about it, but it could be. It could be. Um, so what do you guys value in, or how do you define and what do you value? Um, brutal honesty, consistency, mm-hmm. like consistency is a huge one. Um, you know, I can have good relationships with people that, um, are all over the board, um, emotionally or reliability wise. Um, you know, uh, but the people that are consistent and just show up all the time and you know what you're going to get, that that's a real one to me. Not saying that you can't have real ones that aren't, but like that's that's a big yeah, quality to you. for me. Yeah. yeah. That's what you value. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so for me, and you know, keeping it in the 
world of emotional needs, it would be along the lines of like um, knowing that if I screw up something, that we're going to be okay. <laughs> you know, like at the end of the day, like we're going to be we're going to be good um, because you know, you know who I am. You right. know? But here's the beauty of that if I can interrupt you right off the jump, please do. I can't list for you in the how long have we been friends? Uh, dude, it's been a long time. A now. minute and a half. Yeah. Like it's it's a, a well over a decade. Okay. I don't know that I can think of three times that I've ever had to love you despite who you were. And yet your highest emotional need is acceptance. Like <laughs> if that's not a good example of that. <laughs> I know. Like I've never been like, yeah, but you know what? He's Eric. Mm -hmm. No, no. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? That's the biggest. Well, and, you know, just, I like the 3 a.m. 3 a.m. example. I think it's perfect. Like, you know, I know I could call any one of you guys and be like, mm -hmm. we got to go. I do need to give you my home phone number. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I turn mm. my phone off at night. <laughs> I ain't picking up at 3 a.m. That's Actually, true. Actually, no, at 3 a.m. I'm up. Yeah. yeah but yeah, at 3.15, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to have to call the home phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I like that, that kind of like analogy of it. Um, and we, there was some other clip, I think you sent it and it was like, you got your 6 PM friends and you got your 3 AM friends. That might be the same I, one. I think it's the same one, but it right. was like, yeah, I, I definitely have my 6 PM friends and then mm -hmm. my 3 AM friends. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's, it's the security of knowing, I mean, the better category is they believe what I believe and they are kind of how I am. There's a homogeny to it. But even if they're not, as long as they are who they are, if I can count on, okay, like they don't believe what I believe, mm -hmm. yeah. but they're firm in what they believe, yeah. and I can count on that's how they're going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I still prefer, hey, we're of like-mindedness. Sure. We believe in the same things. Oh, for we sure. have the same faith. We have the same sure. backgrounds, the same whatever. We have the same operating. I can count on that, and it's similar to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... I know they're going to be dependable. Mm -hmm. there, there's that 3 a.m. call. Yeah. yeah. I would even say, uh, like, I have friends that I can say some of the quiet parts out loud. Yeah. And they can disagree with me. Right. Ooh, That's yeah. huge. But we're still we're still cool. Mm -hmm. And we're still, like, because... So having, having, not a, having somebody to push back on at, at times makes you better. And yeah. you, you need that. Do they need to push back, though, or just they accept it? We're different, but the, well, yeah, the, the, they're, but you're well, okay. They're not going to try to change. Yeah, not you. not pushing back, but they're like okay with me thinking differently. And they're not going to try to change you, or they don't. Right? They may or may not judge you, but they don't say it to your face. And like, <laughs> I welcome their opinion, and I can feel the same way. Sure, but wouldn't you still prefer? Oh, dude, absolutely. Yeah, you want you want that. <laughs> it does just make it you want easier. that. I want to sit in the trust tree with you, and let's yep. talk mm -hmm. about this. Let's talk about how crazy everybody else is, right? Yeah. Moon landing? I don't know. Yeah, well, let's not get us started. <laughs> so, Brian, when you were gone, mm -hmm. and at some point we are going to have, and I want to make sure everybody knows this, we're going to have a, a revisiting of the Level Up Challenge. I don't believe it'll be tonight. But the other podcast was, what are the best? We talked about it at the end of the last mm -hmm. podcast. That was a fun one. We realized, Eric realized, let's give him credit, five-sixths of the way through the podcast, yeah, yeah. he's like, we should have attached an emotional need mm. to each one of these. Like, why is it the best? Mm -hmm. And we're like, that would have been a great idea. So tonight we're going to go over, uh, I asked people on Facebook to share half of them. I told them they were going to be on the, we were going to talk about on the podcast. The other half I didn't, but I don't care. I know them all. So I'll read them out. And then we're going to just sort of banter back and forth about well, what emotional need are they meeting? Yeah. 
So the first one is Faith Malazzo, number one garbage picker-upper in Penn Hills. She's passionate about it. She's competed in the Garbage Olympics, trying to win the award for Penn Hills. Wow. She's great. <laughs> Brian's like, or just don't litter, people. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, you know what? It's even, people like Faith who make started. it easier for people to that's, litter. That's right. No. <laughs> if she would just let the litter pile up, people would realize what a cesspool and a jerk <laughs> they are. Thank you, Faith, yeah. for picking that up That is litter. awesome. Yep. That is that awesome. It's amazing. And she's always hiking at the green space over uh, <laughs> and where there should, should be a, be a disc, disc golf course. course. There should yeah. be three disc golf courses over there. But I, uh, she's going to come over to the church and check out uh, our course. Oh, nice. And maybe pick to up get more people pick up some litter. Good point. A lot she has actually last year when the Trinity Christian kids picked up all the tires that uh-huh. have been dumped. She uh, she picked them. She took care of them for us. There's like that's crazy. Mm, yeah, she goes. There's like 19 tires. Wouldn't it just be nice to get some foot? Uh, well, that's why I'm. Yeah, foot she's going to hike. She's not there for the, for the garbage, but because she yeah. likes to hike and knows other it people. It's a hike, and that'll get some people around. That's awesome. So she said, someone who is there for you when you need it the most. Whether it's via text, a phone call, or in person, but in person is best. Support. So somebody's there for you. I'm, I'm going to say it's Comfort. not belonging. Yeah, it doesn't really ring a belonging. Because right. it could be anybody. She doesn't say like a friend or a best friend or a family member. It's just someone, anybody. I'm saying support. Comfort. Uh, support, support makes the most sense to me. For me, what I read to her in that is security. I was also going to know they're going to be there. I was also going to say security, but I feel like, and this might blow my mind as we go through, I did not pre-read any of these. Sure. Um, You think it's going to be the same in all of them? Well, no. I was wondering if like security would just be a general blanket blanket need that you might be able to apply to all of them. But we'll find out as we go along. Yeah, but also you won't. It might be true, but if, if they didn't choose to say it, then they're not valuing it that much. Wait, say that again? Well, it can be true that security is a component of any real one. And that's right. another thing, by the way, when we read right. all of these, we're going right. to go to and look mm-hmm. at what, what what did we see show up right. the I most. Guess, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But okay. like for me, she's saying, hey, when I need it the most, they're going to show up. Right. I'm secure yeah, so in you, knowing right, when I right. reach out for sense. support right. that, that I, can count, I can count on. That. Okay. But so it's like in next person level. is best, though. Like Ooh, that's, that's, the part, that's the part that stands out so to me. So now it is belonging. It would be... Well... To me, to me, it would be comfort. They're, they're joining you in your moment. Yes. They're there with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, she's saying they can be with me via text. Mm-hmm. They can be with me via a phone call. But I really like it when they're literally mm-hmm. with me. Like, yeah. And it, just, could, it, it could be. It, I, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of it's security, but the need might be belonging mm-hmm. to be with that person or... Like you said, Brian, support if they needed something. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Christina Madden is one of those people that we became friends during the trade days, and she's just kind of always hung along, and we're more Facebook friends than anything else. But she said, she's the only one on earth who knows every single thing about me, aside from God, of course, even the not-so-pretty parts, and loves me anyway. We are like the same person in two bodies. She instinctively knows somehow when I need her the most. We always laugh, and we say we have a psycho connection. Mm. This is this is her real one. Uh, apparently, she okay. didn't call the person out. Yeah, yeah. right. She's just she's not yeah. speaking in general. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's speaking in specific. But what she values in her real one. This is definitely acceptance. Yeah, it is yeah. <laughs> definitely acceptance. So, like you know, people that know the the bad stuff but still accept who you are for sure. Hmm. 
and loves me anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's for me, it's 90% acceptance. Yeah. But I think there's a big amount of belonging there. I was going to say, people. that mm-hmm. next sentence, we are like the same person in two bodies right. is definitely like a belonging thing. Yeah. And I was looking, as I did my uh, planning for this, there was like a, I was trying to find a phrase that would, that would apply. And it's like, whether it's open, honest, and vulnerable, but it's like there's an intimacy. You know, like there's mm-hmm. an intimacy that I, I can just be. You know what I mean? Right. Like you know a my freedom. In- yeah, there's a freedom yeah. and intimacy of being open and honest. I don't have. There's no. I'm not. No, I'm not. There's no guardrails. No pressure. We're just who yeah. we are. We're open. Right. We're honest. Mm-hmm. We're vulnerable with each other. And they're, that's their my, why they're my ride. We also said, by the way, ride or die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a real one. Whatever else. And and knowing that it could be ten years, and like the next time you talk, and the next time you talk will be like no time has passed. I think that's such a valuable quality in in a real one. And I have a couple people like that. Like I'm thinking about Amanda, you know, Amanda Sackett. Um, not that we haven't talked in like 10 years, but it's a minute. Every single time we do, it, it's like, you know, might not have thought about texting her for eight months or something. And then I text her and it's like, Oh, Hey, what's up? You know, it's like, there's, there's no, there's nothing that needs to be overcome in order to re, start that immediate connection. You mm. know what I mean? Well, it's like Rachel and her friends, the Westview Posse, um, from the North Hills. You've met them. You it's have. Intimidating. And, um, you know, ever since Rachel moved, you know, a river and, well, I guess no tunnel, but bridges mm-hmm. away, she doesn't see them nearly as much as she used to. Mm-hmm. But like when Trey got sick, boom, they stepped up. You know, when Trey finally yeah. died, we had to tell them, no, don't come tonight, come tomorrow night. And yeah. they just came, they just swamped the house. Mm. You know, yeah. and it's it's like, they're there, they're yeah. real ones. You know, right. it's whatever you need, whenever you need it. Yeah. Somebody want to read the next one? Because you guys know her real well. Sure. Uh, Dawn Pinner. Unless she wants to go by Dawn Marie Himes Pinner. That's what she goes by on Facebook. All right. I always thought it, uh, so hard to put into words, I always thought it to be the qualities uh, such as honesty or showing up or compassion or laughter. These are important and valuable and stellar qualities that are truly important and appreciated. But dot, dot, dot. Then you have a dark moment or a dark day or a dark season. Then you feel it quote unquote and see it quote unquote in a way that you never understood before or knew even existed within the best of your friends. There is a strength and grace and commitment that shows up and just takes hold. That's a big one. Uh, there's a lot. And, and to give a little context, I mean, Dawn lost her mother now about five months ago and has gone through it in a lot of ways. And so she's experienced what what Rachel and I experienced during the trade days. And we, we had a son, Trey, passed away from cancer. I don't know if you've ever. Uh-uh, tell me more. That's nah, right. Um, but we noticed back then the people that we, th- some people that we thought would step up, yeah. stepped out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cause they can't handle it. They know that they can't. Right. <laughs> they just mm. can't. And like, it's one of those things where it's, it definitely hurts cause they didn't, but there's also like, but knowing what we know. Sure. Like, cause that, that ruin a relationship 
Whereas like oh, it changes it. It changes. <laughs> it's going to change it regardless. Yeah. But you knowing what you know can seek to understand the why. Right. You know. But a lot of people are ruined by that. And and I <clears> just to be fair to Don, I don't know that that's what she's referring to here. No. But I, I certainly know that to be the case mm-hmm. in our life, but right. also in her case that there were some who didn't step up, mm-hmm. but then. Some did. Right. Yeah. And I feel like this is comfort. Oh, yeah, see? absolutely. It's, comfort. it's true comfort. Yeah. In your, in, your, in your saddest of moments, you just came and resided yeah. with you. Yeah. And, you know, that's like so, that's something I want to teach Maggie because... <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing because yeah. she's still five. Right? <laughs> yeah. The, like, Maggie, but, I need you to be better at comfort. <laughs> yeah. But I want to instill this in her because I feel like, you know, we've talked about this before where there was a moment where I basically like knew that my by what I thought my best friends, who they were, they really didn't like me. And I hate that story. I look back to other people that were putting, like, giving me attention and, and, you know, actually wanted to hang out with me, but I wanted to hang out with who I thought were the cooler people. And how much... I think my whole life would have probably changed. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have, like, maybe kept more friends from mm-hmm. my school days and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, so I just want to instill that, like, in Maggie, like, when you see a friend that shows up and invests in you or, like, they, they show up in a big way and you notice it, focus on that. You know, hang on to that. Yeah. It's Well, and having raised a girl, um, th- if she gets that, I mean that, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, their relationships are so volatile yeah. and so revolving dory, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, right. You got to recognize it, and that's you know, even like now with Bella, with you know, her roommate Alex, like, praise God, it's been a good fit. Yeah, yeah. you know, but I don't have to tell her, so she gets it. Yeah. When I read Don's, I think about um, I don't know why I think about it, but I think about the the Hebrew, the Jewish practice of sitting sheva. Like when somebody really did not see this coming, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but like this is it's it's welcome to Yamakan Rome. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know why. Yoy. When somebody when somebody dies though, yeah, the people close to you come and basically I think it's like seven days or three days or something like that. They just come and spend it with you, like you're supposed to like, and it's like I think about Amy where you you. you her mom dies and then she has to do all of the things, mm-hmm. right? She, yeah. she organizes everything. And oh, yeah. I mean, you guys all did, but those are the moments where other people should be doing all of those things and attending to you while you mourn properly, you know, and no, it's a great illustration of it. Yeah. yeah. I laughed just because I thought of like you and, and even any of us, well, who's coming? I was, I was gonna say the same thing. I was yes. like, "There's people that I don't want. I don't to want come. you Most, here for three or I seven do not days. want to hours. I don't want you here for Shiva ten for, minutes for us right now. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Goodbye. But yeah. no, I mean those those people that what what an honor that is to be to have those kind of people to come serve you in yeah. those, in those kind of in those times. Which is both comfort and support because yeah. you're saying serve. Yes. Yeah. And come mm-hmm. alongside. Well, yeah, it makes perfect sense cuz that's that's all I was trying to do with Amy cuz she had so many things to do. I was just like I'll do whatever you need me to do, whether it was go get dinner, have mags for a couple hours, whatever. Like, yeah. It's, it's been interesting leading grief share cuz I don't you know, like I've said before, I'm I'm a teacher, I'm a preacher, I'm a presenter, I'm a coach. 
I'm not a facilitator. Is that a Steve Miller song? It is. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, but I'm not inherently a facilitator teaching somebody else's program. Mm-hmm. But it's been fun learning about it. And there's things I'm banging around in my head. And, you know, in, in a few weeks or so, we're going to do a, a sort of funeral etiquette podcast. Mm. But I'm almost wondering, like, one of the gross things of losing somebody is after you have to go through the viewing, mm-hmm. seeing people you don't want to see, mm. having to talk to people you don't want to talk to. Oh, yeah not having enough time to talk to the people you want to talk to, then you survive the funeral. Now you have to deal with the estate. Mm -hmm. And that's the gross part. And that's, you know, tedious. But what I'm getting to is I almost wonder if that's almost like a godly thing because it gets you, it it maybe moves you along in the grieving process. Like it has with Amy, you know, like I got to do this crap, Mm, you know, and it gets you frustrated. I mean, there's still those anchors and those moments where you're like, if you're, if the, estate wasn't well set up you're frustrated they didn't do more for you ahead of time or i don't know it's just been very interesting like having to go through this and watching people go through it because in grief share like we have i think 13 regulars now and everybody's in different levels and different you know stages of grief and whatnot and i'm trying to find patterns and whatnot so that's all Mm -hmm. why don't you do our next one our boy dan leopold I think it's less about what qualities a person has, but what part of your life journey they were they a part of. That's why childhood and college friends tend to hold special places in our hearts, even if their relationship qualities have a list of flaws. Or friendship qualities. Yeah, wow. Friendship. <laughs> well, I'm wearing my old glasses uh, because... It changes words? <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. You're the worst. That might be one of the best burns that we have ever had on this. Uh, this well, uh, it's like I'm not good at reading uh, to words be, to begin with, and uh, not what you would you call know. an excellent <laughs> reader. <laughs> I don't comprehend glasses, <laughs> putting letters together to you form know. sounds. So yeah, so yeah, even if their friendship qualities have a list of flaws. It's a deep one or a tricky one, I think. It took me some time. I worked on it a little bit. and But you know what? Dan is a real one for me. I mm-hmm. mean, Dan and I were best friends in high school, best friends in high school, and mm-hmm. hung out a couple times after. Yeah. Dan was in my wedding, and then I was like, all right, I'll see you at Ocean City yeah. or Cape May oh, in yeah. 15 years with yeah. you guys. That was wild. Yeah. But yet he's my boy. The last sentence makes it acceptance for me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to me, it's he values the friendship, the time spent, the belonging. Hey, we shared a moment in time. A moment in time. Yeah, I think that's... You know, whether you're a jerk now, you were a jerk then. Hey, we, we had that experience. We were friends in a, in a period of time in our life. And that, yeah, maybe you've changed. Maybe I've changed. Maybe you weren't a good friend, but it's the value of the friendship mm-hmm. and yeah. the time spent. Okay. To me. Yeah. To me. No, that so makes sense. It's a lot of belonging, a little bit of acceptance, but there's no, I mean, yeah, the acceptance comes in in the end, even if their friendship qualities have a list of flaws. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. definitely acceptance. And I mean, how can you not do the next one? And Pat, they know where everything in your life is buried because <laughs> they were right by your side. Helping, helping dig, dig the hole. <laughs> That's it. That might be the most succinct yeah. and accurate. That's a, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Acceptance for sure. Yep. 
Um, oh, this is easy. Support. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're helping you dig, <laughs> helping a hole. dig the hole. They're helping you get they're through not life. Cheer, they're not cheering you on to dig the hole. They're, they're not they're judging you for who you. you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's get this done. You yeah. want to talk about it later? Great. You don't? <laughs> Great. Brian, how can you not do the next I one? I don't know. Someone who, uh, oh. this is from um, Sally Her, my mother. Oh, yeah. Someone who really listens. Someone you know. You can cut. You, uh, someone. <laughs> You know you and count on someone who lets you be yourself and still loves you no matter the, no matter the situation. You think that's supposed to be can instead no, of can? No, it's not. Someone you know. You and count on. <laughs> it's it, it's got a, it's, it's can it's, it's, count it's a, on. Someone you know you can count on. Someone you know you someone you know you can count on. Not and. Okay. Someone you know you right. can count on. Okay. I'm, I'm yeah. a little bit more of a reader, Eric, so I <laughs> take a lead he on has, he, he doesn't wear glasses. See, they don't change that. <laughs> um, so, and then the last, what she said, someone you, someone who lets you be yourself and still loves you no matter the situation. So that's acceptance. Um, someone you know you can count on would be... Security. Some security. security. Yeah. But also comfort. They're mm-hmm. really going to be there with you. Someone who really listens would be respect. Oh, interesting. Oh, I love ah, that. I love yeah. that because that's you. Mm-hmm. That, that's your thing. Because for yeah. me, that is comfort. Oh, they're going to listen to me. They're not going to try to fix me. It's To me, it's comfort. But you're like, yeah, they they shut up and they listen and they don't step on what I'm trying to say. First well, time she's someone who really up. listens. Like when when I hear really, it's, it's you're giving me the respect of being a human being. No, I, d- I, I yeah. totally get it. Yeah. But I see that as comfort and you sure. see it as respect and it's... Both. It's both. Good old Shire. Shire. He said, one of my closest friends from college flew from Pennsylvania to Mississippi to make the drive to PA when I was moving back. Hard to beat that level of a real one. That would be support. That's 100% support. Lorianne, uh, my bestie and I have been friends for 55 years. We love each other for who we are, and her family is my family and vice versa. She knows my heart, and I know hers. Uh, I would say that is definitely uh, acceptance and belonging. And I would say, how can you be friends for 55 years, Laurieann, when you don't look a day over 29? Oh, nice. She was friends for negative five years. Yeah. <laughs> or she was started being friends at negative yeah. five. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's, to me, another one of those open, honest, and vulnerable. Like, we are, we're just, there's an intimacy, mm-hmm. a belonging. Uh, we are, you know, we accept each other. Not I want to use except we love each other for who we are and who are and despite our flaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lastly, Denny Finnegan married Rachel and I. Oh. Um, he's the one that when he would make the sign of the cross, even though he was a Presbyterian minister, he would always say spectacles, testicles, watch and wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyhow, he said available in a personal crisis. <laughs> I love that how just succinct he is. Mm-hmm. When you're in a personal crisis, he's there. And that's to me support, security. And comfort, like they're just going to be there. Mm-hmm. So there's a common theme in, in a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Wait, support. it goes on though. Yeah, I, I kind of already talked about that though. So, oh no, nah, oh I'm sorry, he was not that succinct. So that's that's still part <laughs> of you that. guys call yourself readers. That's still part of that. I'm a bad copy and paster because I'm not very techy. <laughs> it's still Den- oh that's is it? no that's not Denny's. Oh, his is and being able to connect after years yeah. and talk to as uh, talk as if no time has passed. Yeah. Just per genuine friendship. Yeah. That's still Denny's. Right. Well, 
This is the first line. This is the yeah, first line. yeah, it's, and and being able to connect after yeah. So that's I didn't realize that was still part of Denny's, like because right there was yeah. a space there. Still the same, right? Sport. Well, and I that's what I mentioned earlier. Like with a man, like I can mm-hmm. yeah. So which ones did show up the most? I mean, support, um, support, acceptance, comfort, yeah. and belonging are definitely a the, little bit of with the touch of security. Mm-hmm. That they know they can count on them. They know they're going to show right. up. Well, we kind of right. said this was a, the security might be like a blanket for all these. Well, and therefore it's showing yeah. up in all of them. So what ones didn't? Uh, it was affection. Inter- yeah, affection. Okay, affection didn't show up at all. Encouragement. Encouragement. Yeah. Uh that makes sense because, like, when if you're talking about a real one and you need something, you don't want encouragement. No, you need help. See and. I feel like encourage. Every time we talk about encouragement, I kind of feel like encouragement is a weak emotional need. And this <laughs> boy. Is, no offense to anybody else, <laughs> like like whoever is high on that or, or needs that. I feel like it's it's more of a. I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't want to sound bad with it, but it's no, like it's just you're you're wonderfully displaying a low need for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just so seems, where you can't even identify with it. it just and seems, in fact, you have a negative view of it. Except, like I said last week, being on, being away for a, mo- a month. highly specialized. Yeah, it was. It was good to have that. You know. Yeah. Except, or was that encouraging, or was it belonging? Was it? No, I think there was there were some moments where it hit me like, okay, this this particular encouragement, like they do believe in me, and I can do this. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, attention. That didn't pop up. Yeah, we didn't know. But, and I almost said that a couple times um, on, on some of these, but I, I, I don't think it applies. Yeah. I don't think it applies. That's interesting, though, because some of them are like you need people to show up and like pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. But the attention isn't the need. You know, it could go, Brian, you brought up the one with uh, your mom, Sally. Really? I, was just, I just needed, went to that. Needed yeah. respect. And could also be a little bit of attention in mm-hmm. there. A little bit. I thought that was really interesting that you said respect on that. That was a a good call out. It's like you see me. Yeah. You, you get me. Yeah. Um so I think I'm trying to think of the all the uh, So we said affection did not really come up. Uh, uh, uh attention, appreciation. Oh, appreciation. That, that one really didn't come up. I almost said No, that because a it's kind of on the opposite end of it. Mm-hmm. Like when you need somebody like they're giving you the support, you're appreciating that support, you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Now the next, what I want to talk about just briefly is, is it entirely consistent with what that person values? You know what I mean. Like, do, so is what I consider to be uh, a ride or die or a real one? Is that because my emotional needs are connected to security? And that's interesting. That's interesting because for me, I, I said on, at the outset of this, uh, consistency um, is a big one for me. And to me, that speaks to security. Which you don't have a high need for security. I don't have a high need for right. security. I'm not saying it is that. Yeah. I'm asking, is it that? I think it can be that. Sure. You know, if you have a high need or comfort, mm-hmm. you're going to want to, you're going to define a real one as somebody who listens, somebody mm-hmm. who's there. If you have a high need for support. Well, then, yeah, you're going to value that person that drops everything and comes to you in a given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think security, like we said, is a blanket. Mm-hmm. Like, can I count on you? Like, if right. I can't count on you, 
the movie doing? Nobody would right. say, oh, they're a real one. Yeah. They're, right. No, they're fake. Right. They're, they're not dependable. And if I don't know who they are, well, then, so it's obviously always security, but mm-hmm. does it depend? I think it can depend on your emotional needs, but it's not necessarily a direct correlation or a direct reflection of your emotional needs. Right. May I plug something real quick? I think you should. So we're uh, talking a lot about emotional needs. If you haven't taken the relational needs questionnaire, you can visit lunchtimeinroom.com and learn about you can take the quiz and we will send you what your highest emotional needs are. There is a new spot on lunchtimeinroom.com in the main in the menu called emotional needs. On that page is Look every single that. emotional need. And it'll lead you to the particular episode where we focus That's on that individual fantastic. need. Wow. So in the show notes that are included and in the show notes that are included, it's a resource that's going to be great for you. And I encourage you and support you to do it. You have supported that. <laughs> I've supported it. By now I encourage you uh, to do it um, and take a listen to past episodes that uh, are going to be really valuable to you. They're really great. And I'm not going to lie to you, the first time, speaking of being able to read, I'm not even going to go there. I just thought a word said something else, and it would be really inappropriate, and I'm glad it just said what it said. <laughs> okay. Mm. A little bit of discernment there. Um, and I, and I kind of want to conclude this part of what we're talking about with, you know, we said, how does this help us be a better friend and help us to avoid being a bad friend? I mean, I think it's kind of relatively obvious, you know. Show up. <laughs> to, how, you know, how, is it, how does this help us be a real one? Yeah. It's not inherently even, because I was wondering is, well, then we should really get to know our friends' emotional needs. Well, of course we should. Yeah. But it isn't even, you know, essential in being, quote unquote, a real one. It's it's the security. It's the showing up. It's supporting when asked. Right. Comforting when not asked mm-hmm. for support. Right. You know, so somebody says to you, oh, I'm just having a terrible day. You know, uh, this has been the worst. I can't believe it. I have so much to do. Oh, do you want me to help you do it? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they just want comfort. You know, it's being cognizant right. of what the converse, what the need is, I yeah. think, is essential. And and as far as not being a worse friend, it's not imposing what you value. You know, if you value support, right? but the person doesn't want support, don't be like, oh, I'm being a real one. Man, okay, so I just might have had a... Aha uh-huh moment. Um, mm, not an epiphany? It's, I'm going to say a real one mm-hmm. is somebody that doesn't need to be there for you when you need the most. You got to rephrase that yeah. for me. Explain it. <laughs> because they do no, not the, need the, to be there when you need them the most. They are. They, they will be there. They're there in spirit. Real, real ones will be there. But a real one doesn't give you facts, logic, and reason. Oh, no. A real one doesn't give you... But I'm. that's in the day-to-day, though. You know what I mean? Like, I could call somebody uh, that I haven't talked to in a while, and they would be there for me. And mm-hmm. they're a real one. Mm-hmm. But if I'm having a bad day, and I don't want to hear facts, logic, or reason, I just want to get comfort and you know support, I'm going to talk to one of you guys. Because you know me and we live in the day-to-day. Do you get what I'm saying? I think you're discovering it and I'm discovering what you're... I'm slowly discovering what you're discovering. It's the people that show up that want to be the firefighter to your life. Yeah. They're not real ones. 
their intentions are good. But they're also, I mean, they're real ones, though. I'm not, I'm not criticizing no, they really, that. They're really, they really care, yeah. but they're not real ones. Yeah. Because they come with facts, logic, and reasons. They come with criticism. So don't worry. It's okay. You'll right. be fine. Right. That's all that stuff. Like in, a, like, in a, like in a big moment, like, you know, a relative passes away. They're there for you. And like, and that's kind of, that's kind of like the, I feel like that's kind of the example that maybe we take in our everyday lives of like, they don't need to hear this right now. They don't need to hear anything critical. They just need to be loved right now. And... You're saying they get it in the big circumstances. Exactly. But they don't necessarily get it in the small. Right. In the day-to-day. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So a real one gets it every For day. For both. Not just right. in tragedy. Right. Consistently. And, and a really Consistently. B- yeah. And a really bad friend even screws it up in the tragedy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, or a bad loved one. Yeah. Yeah. That comes in. Um, somebody at Creep Share tonight was talking about how they struggled their whole lives with their family walking all over top of them and just, you know, taking advantage of them. Yeah. But then when they were married, their spouse shielded them from that. Well, then their spouse died. And then their family mm. came from far away to come. And their fear was, oh my gosh, it's, it's going to happen again. And it started to happen again. And they're taking advantage of them. And, mm. you know, they came to help. Yeah. But they weren't helping. Right. Mm. And it was really a beautiful story because the question was, when do you have fear of like, what if, what if this is going to happen? What if this? And that's how they were answering in the what if. But I realized they were answering wrong because it wasn't a what if. It was happening. Mm. And then finally, the one family member said, you're not staying here. You're coming back and you're going to move in with us. And they said in that moment, they were like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> yeah, just that's too not, far. <laughs> it was, it's too much comfort. Like, yeah. And so I said it was kind of cool because God spoke to them in their moment. Like there was no fear. It was clarity. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was healing. So th- there was bad real ones yeah, yeah, yeah. coming in. Yeah. But God provided for them that clarity of, oh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there was victory in that moment for them. Yeah. Do you agree with what you? Yeah, I, I see what yeah. you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. That they, they don't have to be there. It's not, of course, they're going to be there in the tragedy. Right. Many people will be there in the right. tragedy. Right. Some will screw it up. Yeah. Some won't. Right. But it's the real ones who can be with you on the day to day. Yeah. And Brian, you said that great with consistency. That mm-hmm. kind of with consistency. Up. Yeah. But before we wrap up, wrap up, okay. I want to dust off a little something. Oh boy. And it's a can't do better. Oh wow. Can't do better. I miss do better. Do you? Sometimes, yeah. I do too. There was a picture of a marine standing out in a hallway. Of a hospital. It says, let me use my reading eye. Date. I do have a reading eye. I know you do. I know you do. uh, Sunday, uh, February 7th, 2016. A Marine stands guard while a brave young child dies. Every now and then in the middle of the constant barrage of crap that's just pissing us all off these days, we come across a story, a feat, an event that just makes us stop in our tracks. Cody Green was a 12-year-old kid in Indiana who was diagnosed with leukemia at 22 months old. He loved the Marines, and his parents said he drew strength and courage from the Marine Corps as he bravely fought the battle into remission three times. Mm. Although he was cancer-free at the time, the chemotherapy had lowered his immune system, and he developed a fungal infection that attacked his brain. Two weeks ago, as he struggled to fend off the infection in the hospital, the Marines wanted to show how much they respected his will to live, his strength, his honor, and his courage. They presented Cody with a Marine Navigator wings and named him honorary member of the United States Marine Corps. Mm. For one Marine, though, that wasn't enough. So that night, before Cody Green passed away, he took it upon himself to stand guard at Cody's hospital door Mm. all night long 
eight hours straight at attention. Nowhere on the face of this planet is there a country so blessed as to have men and women who serve like this. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, oh, wow. Can you send oh. me that so I can mm-hmm. put, yeah. <clears throat> and I just thought, man, yeah. that's just it. Yeah. Like. Yep. That's crazy. Can't do better than that. No, you cannot do better than that. That's awesome. That is awesome. And that is it for episode 234. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. We'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Rachel's like, can somebody pay attention to me? When he was telling me he was Russian, I was like, oh. Well, who's coming? Oh, that was the same thing.